This is Answers for Life with pastor and Bible teacher Sarah Gardner. Join Pastor Sarah as she opens God's Word to help you learn to live an abundant life of faith. We want to equip you with discipleship tools for everyday life. Now, here's Pastor Sarah with today's message, Getting Your Prayers Answered. Welcome to Answer for Life. Once again, I have something so wonderful and so anointed for you that if you open up your heart and you put your spiritual ears to hear, you will be blessed. Your life will not be the same again. And all your prayers will be answered. Because today, we're going to be talking about prayer. And you could uh, pray, pray the right way and get all your prayers answered. Or you could pray the wrong way <laughs> and hope and pray that God in His sovereign way, He will bless you. So it's up to us. The whole Bible gives us a choice what to do with what we hear. And so I hope that you'll hear well today and you become a doer of what you hear in the name of Jesus. Because you see, I never went to any seminars, but I have been taught by the Holy Spirit. Before I even go into my teaching of the Word, I want to explain to you. Prayer is just talk to God, knowing the Bible, and put the Bible, those promises that they are in the Bible, and make them yours, personal. Make them yours. When the Bible says, if he, means if anyone, that applies this can be blessed by this particular promise. Either it's talking about healing, either it's talking about prosperity, either it's talking about relationship, anything. God has the answer for every problems that we go through, every needs that we want God to solve it. Every situation we want God to get involved and solve it for us He's there to do it for us. But we got to pray His way. So I'm going to explain to you that there is many prayers in the Bible. See, I didn't know this. I learned it later at the church that I attended for five years. There I learned that prayers, each prayers have a set of rules. Just like sports. Each sport have a set of rules. Like football has their rules. Basketball have their rules. And so on. And so prayers are the same way. And so when you pray, you make preparation in your heart and in your mind before you even approach God. Now, the way God explained it to me himself that I never found it in the Bible, 
But later I found it in the Bible. I did not know there was in the Bible. But, you know, you could read the Bible from first page to the end of the book and still skip some things that it's obvious. But if we do our part to read the Bible daily and to be diligent to study the Word, the Bible says study the Word to be approved from God. So, we have to do always our part, and God will do His part. Here's the way I learned how to pray. So I went to a church, to the church that I was attending on a Wednesday night, and the pastor was talking about the glory of God. And I was so intrigued to want to experience the glory of God. That when I went home, I just had a talk with God. And I said, Lord, you have showed your glory to Moses so many times. And yet Moses was not happy. He always want more of you. So, but I have never seen that kind of glory like you showed Moses. So, please show me your glory. See, I was not aware at that time that God is, had already put His Spirit inside of me. When, I, when you and I get born again, the, the Spirit, He's saying, the same Spirit that was in Jesus comes and living inside of us. It's too hard to believe with our natural mind. But the Bible says it, I believe it. And so I was praying all the time. It's not that I was not praying, but this time I just prayed different with God. I said, you said to ask and and it shall be given, and I'm asking you now that I want to see more glory. So I went to bed, and I thought that God was going to give me at least a dream during the night, uh, some kind of experience that Jesus was going to wake me up and, and say, let me show you my glory. And when I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and that's when I used to wake up to pray, and I, I woke up and no dream, nothing, no experience whatsoever. And so I sat up in bed, just like I am set up now, with a lot of pillows on the back. And I started talking to God again. I said, your word tells me to ask and it shall be given. So I've asked you last night and nothing happened. So you cannot blame me that I didn't ask because I did ask. So I was talking to God just like I'm talking to you now. And when I talked to God, I heard this voice from behind me. And this voice said to me, if you strip of your, yourself, of your fleshly desire and put on Christ, you will see my glory. 
And so I answered that voice. It was that real. I was awa totally awake. And I answered the voice. I said, how do I do that? <laughs> and that voice that was talking to me chuckled and said, how you got saved? You said words out of your mouth. You declared something that you believed out of your mouth. And you said words and salvation was made available to you. And this is the way you're going to receive everything, he said. Just go ahead. And so I thought, oh, that's simple? I mean, so many things that God shows me that I think they're so complicated, but they're not complicated for God. And they won't be complicated to you once you understand the Spirit of God. And so I said, I'll do it. I said, I strip myself of anything, any fleshly desire, anything that stands in the way between me and the glory of God. <laughs> I didn't even finish saying I stripped myself of any fleshly desire. I mean, when I, I didn't finish the word desire. And, uh, and Jesus appeared right there in front of me, hanging in the air in the corner of the room. And we talked for one hour. You see, this is the way I learned how to pray, to make preparation in our heart. I don't go, I still use that. Every, before I pray, I say, I strip myself. If there is anything that hinders the power of God, the glory of God to come my way, I strip it. I don't want to have nothing to do. I want to be dead to sin and not life unto God. So I'm sharing these things with you because there is a way that our prayers can get answered quickly. And so, yeah, now some prayers involves other people, like finance. That involves other people. God's not going to rain money from heaven. When we ask God to prosper us, he has to use men. He said, give and it shall be given. And, and he said at the end of that verse says, Men will give unto your bosom. God's going to use other people to cooperate and bless us. So therefore, some prayers you have to wait a while, but some prayers you could get it. Like a, I call a telegram prayer, that right away you get the answer. So today we're going to talk about Finance. We're going to talk about prosperity. How we could, we could prosper financially. God's way or our way. We could work hard. And in the meantime, a lot of people that uh, work hard lose their family in the meantime because, you know, they're never home. There is no communication at home. And so the Bible says 
that the prosperity that comes from God, it's easy, but the prosperity that does not come from God brings sorrow. So we don't want sorrow. We want live in a constant blessing, and there is a way that we can receive prosperity, God's way, that doesn't bring no sorrow. So let me give you some uh, steps, whatever you want to call it. But this is the way I have written down, just where I don't forget to give it to you specifically. Before you pray, you go to the Word first. Prepare your heart to approach God. Then you go find the promise that pertain to prosperity, that pertain to the situation that you are faced with. Get the promise. Take the promise and read it back to God. Now look, let me give you one verse. Psalm, 20, 20, uh, Psalm 35 and verse 30, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteousness my righteous cause. And let them say continuously, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure, this is where I want to take you, who has pleasure in the press, in the, uh, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I lost my, my line there, and I'm going to read it again to make it clear that you understand that God has, finds pleasure to prosper you. Do you want to hear it again? The Lord, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has pleasure to prosper you. And here, why he has pleasure? If you are a parent and you have children, don't you find pleasure to see your children blessed? More than you. You want your, your children to succeed more than you have succeed. As a matter of fact, when I was raising my children, and I always thought, I want successors to be better than me. More, I was short. I want my children tall. And thank God, all my children, especially my two boys, they're tall. I have one six foot tall. I want them to be better than me. I don't want them short. I want them tall. Yeah. I just ask God. I don't want short kids. <laughs> even though <laughs> even though at that time I didn't even know I had a notion of God. 
but I didn't know God. God granted me my request. Even my daughter, she's not tall, but she's five foot three compared to me, that I'm less than that. Very good. So I magnify God. I thank God that they are better. You know, they, they came in this world out of me, but they passed me up. And I'm, I'm so glad for that. Every, every parent wants to see the children happy. And we rejoice when our children are happy and they have a good life. God, he finds pleasure to bless you and to make you prosperous. I mean, can you understand that, that God, he it's a need in God to bless you. It's a need in a mother, in a parent, to bless their children. There's a need in a parent to bless the children. And so, I'm going to repeat these things because I would like for you to connect the love of the mother for the children. That's the love of God. It's even deeper, way bigger. It's one, in one place in the Bible says, though some mothers may abandon their children, some, once in a while you hear a mother that abandons the children, God said, but I will never, never abandon you. This is what God said. So let's go back to what we want to talk about prosperity today. So you take the, that verse that I just read and you read it back to God. Lord, you said that you find pleasure in the prosperity of your servant. If you are born again, you are a servant of God. You may say, well, but I'm not serving God like you do, Pastor Sarah. It doesn't matter. You can always start right now and say, I want to get to know this God like Pastor Sarah knows. It's never too late. The minute you say, Lord, I want to get better. I want to make a turnaround. Help me. And God is right there to help you and to forgive you. So, when you start praying, bring that, that promise to God. What do you do when you do that? You bring the answer before God. You're you saying to God, I believe what you said in your word. I believe that what you prophesied in the Bible and the prophets wrote it down, what you said out of your mouth, now it's written down for me. I believe that promise is mine. I believe you want to prosper me. And I receive this promise. You see? So you make preparation before you even go to pray. Make preparation in your mind. Prepare yourself two or three scriptures. The Bible said by two or three witness means two or three scriptures. The truth of God is established. So after you after you quote that promise, because what what happens when you quote that promise back to God? 
you are given in one accord with God. God spoke, the prophets wrote the word. The Bible says that the word and God are one. So now you are saying, I don't know how to say that word, regigitrate, I don't know how to say that word, but you saying the same thing that God said out of his mouth back to him. And in Isaiah 55, 11 said that the word of God, when we give it back to him, it does not come back void. You give the same word, the same promise that's in the Bible to God and say, I want that. God has to honor the, his own word. It cannot come back void. Sometimes it takes a little, little time because God has to deal with people around you to bless you. But eventually it will happen. So you quote you, that word, that promise, back to God. Do we understand that? So then, let me give you another promise. In, this is New King James. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things. Not, in just, not just in prosperity, but we take prosperity right now. You would prosper. God finds pleasure. We read the first, the first word, that God finds pleasure in the prosperity of his people. So, what do you do? You take this verse and you say, Lord, you said, you spoke, you gave that revelation to Paul. Paul wrote it down. And now that revelation is written down for me. I make that promise mine. You want me to prosper. Then I take it to another, another verse. And you shall remember. So what do we do? What do we do when we, we read the, the promise back to God? We remember. God wants us to remember the scriptures because the scriptures is the language of God. God and the scriptures are one. So it's his language. If you want to please God, learn the word, talk the word back to God. So, and you shall remember the Lord your God for he is, he who gives you power. He gives you power to get wealth. I read it slow. For he is the one that gives you power to get wealth. So now you have three, three scripture, and you built your case. Before God, you said, God, in the Old Testament, you said, in the New Testament, you said, so I believe that you want to prosper me. See, you go, you approach God with the answer and not begging God. Oh, God, please, how would it be that my children 
would come to my house and my refrigerator is full of food and they would say, oh, mom, please give me, uh, give me an apple. Please give me an apple. I'd say, go help yourself. <laughs> you see, that makes no sense when people beg God, when he already said that he wants to give us everything. If he gave his son, it was the most precious thing to him. The only son. The Bible said, God so loved the world, so loved you and me to give his only son. Is he going to hold back your prosperity? That makes no sense at all, even to the natural mind, let alone spiritually. And so, but I cannot emphasize enough that you have to make preparation before to show to God that you're serious, that you mean business, that you want His will in your life. Don't go to God like nonchalant. I don't know if He's going to hear me. I hope He hears me. If you go to God like that, you could rest assured that your prayers are not going to be heard. Sorry to say, I will take you step by step through this teaching. I am out of time. Stay tuned. We'll continue again. Bye now. And I bless you big from the bottom of my heart with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. Together we bless you. In Jesus' name. See you next time. You've been listening to Answers for Life with pastor and Bible teacher Sarah Gardner. Pastor Sarah opened God's Word today to help you learn to live an abundant life of faith. We know you are equipped with discipleship tools for everyday life. Podcasts like Answers for Life are great tools to help spread the Word of God to others. Would you do us a favor? Share this podcast with your friends and family. Post a link to Answers for Life on your Facebook page. Thanks. Don't forget to return next week as Pastor Sarah continues to equip you with discipleship tools. And thank you for joining us today for Answers for Life.